doing that and prepping the live stream, I will go on. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is giving you something to talk about or Just a Live TV, as I like to call it. Today, we're going to be talking about body positivity in the wellness community or body positivity and weight loss. Um, today's episode is sponsored by Pounds to Go, who is offering you a guide to losing weight, the seven habits to kick or to kickstart weight loss, and how you can actually keep the weight loss off for good. So that guide is in the description of this video, of this podcast, all of that. You can find that in the description. You can find it on our website at justalivetv.com for this episode's website page. Um, if you are catching us live or watching the replay, please go and like and follow us on whatever social media platforms you are on and sign up for our newsletter. We've got some really exciting stuff coming up and we're always looking for guest co-hosts, sponsors and guest bloggers. So come and join us. And if you're watching, feel free to comment, join us in the conversation. And if you want to see a topic featured, please absolutely reach out. So I am your host, of course, Melissa Kretschler. You guys see me every day, Monday to Friday. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of the Women Supporting Women Can Network, as well as just the live TV. So uh, that's who I am. And I'm going to hand it off to my co-host, who is none other than Andra Annette. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Andra Annette, and I am a nurse for about 20 years. I'm a holistic practitioner and a health and wellness coach. I specifically help women struggling with metabolism and hormone issues. Um, I try to correct the hormones in the metabolism so that weight loss is long lasting. I love what I do. And I'm really excited to be here with Melissa. I'm an avid fan. And I love that she gives people a platform to share their stories. So I'm so excited to be here melissa well and i thank you so much for joining me today this is i'm overweight so i am one of those people i drink pepsi all the time as you know you can't really tell because it's in my black cup but i am not the healthiest person and i myself struggle with weight and i struggle with you know i'm the type of person though i know how to lose weight i know how i should lose weight i just don't put the effort into losing weight because i'm busy running you know my life um, which is an excuse and excuses for me are just a way for me to say that I'm not interested in doing it right now. <laughs> um, okay. absolutely. But there is, I, I loved, and I wanted to do this episode because body positivity in the weight loss community can be very damaging for a lot of people where, you know, um, there are some people in the weight loss community who are very negative towards women or men who are overweight and that stunts that process right and we should have body positivity no matter your size no matter your style no matter where you are on your journey and I think that weight loss is a secondary right eating healthy and and being loving who you are loving who you are no matter your size should be number one um eating healthy and, and creating an actively healthy lifestyle, which we did the other day, is going to promote weight loss because you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for to be healthy, not to lose weight, not to look better or, you know, but you get all those results when you actually do weight loss, but 
in your way. And I know that um, I was doing some speaking on pounds to go, which I never do, but I did today. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, I'm flattered. But it is. I I was recently diagnosed in the last um, year with Picos as well, and I find that. I struggle now more than ever with weight loss and for, you know, facial hair. I, I never had facial hair. I'm now, you know, I now have facial hair. I am in pain and, and, you know, I find that I have a lot of physical issues that go hand in hand with the weight loss where, you know, if I, if maybe if I did eat a little bit healthier and, and was more active and more focused on my, my physical health, that that would, you know, help with the weight loss and help with, you know, feeling better in general. So what, what are you, what are your goals when it comes to talking about weight loss and, and body positivity? I, I really don't like the idea that people are so focused on their self-worth based on their appearance. And it, it was a struggle. For, I, I think it's a struggle for a lot of women um, I did do some research before I, our you know, meeting. I, I wanted to know what the media was saying because everybody pays attention to the media. And I was alarmed to realize that children by the age of six and eight, boys and girls, already find something wrong with their bodies. And it's alarming to me that we're sending that kind of message to our children that their appearance and their self-worth is somehow based together and they're really not. Um, so, you know, the, we see a lot of them really idealizing what they claim is the perfect body. I, I really don't believe that anybody has the right to tell another person what body they should live in or to look at someone and assume if they're overweight that they're necessarily unhealthy. They could be very healthy. But whether they're unhealthy or not, it's still kind of a mind your own business thing. If somebody invites me in as a nutritionist or a nurse to help them, that's a different story. And then I could work from there. But self-esteem is a big part of it. A lot of people are emotional eaters. I was a horrible emotional eater. Um, I didn't wake up one day and just suddenly become 226 pounds. That was a lot of stuffing down of my feelings. And I really had to retrace how I got to that point. And it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. I spent a lot of tearful nights and, and, um, you know, I have a bunch of autoimmune disorders, so I have illness too. And I, I, I didn't, necessarily make excuses for myself, but I wasn't ready. And if you're not ready, you're not going to do it. You can't do this for somebody else or care about what somebody else thinks. But what really was the icing on the cake for me was when I looked in the mirror and I hated that woman staring back at me. I mean, I, I, most days I, I didn't even want to get up out of bed. I was depressed. There were some days I didn't get out of bed. I drank more than I should have. Um, I wasn't really showing up in a real capacity at my job. And I loved my job. I wasn't there for my family. I didn't want to go to parties because I didn't like how I looked and I was embarrassed by it. And other people told me, don't be ridiculous. You look great, you know, but it doesn't really matter what they think if I don't feel that way inside. 
And it is a lot to do with how people glamorize and marginalize bodies in the media and tell you what you should be. And I knew what I could be. I was small at one point of my life, but you know, it's, it's more about really being healthy. And I, I think that's where a lot of people are overlooking. Um, and I do try to, I find that even in body positivity movements, they're very selective of the choices of pictures they put up. So they're still kind of not being, you know, they're still marginalizing. They're, they're really not being body positive sometimes to, to everybody. It's, it's not really totally inclusive. So um, they're sending very mixed messages. And a lot of people are confused about what body positivity really is. Is it accepting yourself where you're at now and saying, okay, this is where I'm at and I'm okay or I'm not okay. But there, there are specific organizations to help people work on the inside. There was a psychotherapist. I think it was in, I want to say 1996, who um, she had an eating disorder. She was working with someone with an eating disorder. And she started this bodypositivity.org where people could go and get some help with the inside. Because there are eating disorders behind this. There's depression behind this. There's so many other adverse reactions other than people just fat shaming and telling you how you should be in your body. I had a discussion with one of my children. Um, I want to say within the last two years, I had a discussion with one of my children and the thought process that this child had was that um, being overweight or being obese was a choice. And was very judgmental of that choice. And, and I turned around and I, and I sat, you know, my, my child down and I said, listen, I said, what, what about this choice do you think that exactly looks like? How, how do you feel that this is a choice? Being overweight, being obese is not always a choice. It can become a habit. It, it's a mindset, right? And there, there is a mindset in there. I'm overweight. Why I'm over, I've been I was overweight as a child. I was skinny. Like you could see my cheekbones skinny when I was um, my youngest child's age. Then when I got to my second youngest child's age, I was overweight. Then um, in my teens, I lost all that weight. Very unhealthily, I lost all that weight, but I did lose it. And then as I started having my children, I gained weight. Every child that I had, I gained more and more weight. And as I gained that weight, it, it was harder and harder to get off. And I, I like how you said, you know, you were 226 pounds at one point, and that's about where I'm sitting, give or take five, 10 pounds, actually take, you know, give or take five, 10 pounds in there. I'm sitting over the 200 pound mark and I'm five, nine, I'm, you know, I'm very tall, but at the same time, it's, you know, I'm still happy where I am. Do I know? And this, I think for everybody, if you're watching body positivity, isn't about your size and it's not about loving your size. It's about loving yourself, your exterior image. Exactly. is not who you are, right? Your weight or lack of weight, because I know that body positivity comes in people who are very skinny as well. I, I have friends who are absolutely tiny 
they can't gain weight. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're too skinny, just eat more. And they're like, I can't, like, it's, it doesn't work. And body positivity, like I said, it isn't loving your body the way it is. You don't have to like being overweight. I don't like the fact that I'm overweight. That's, that's not, I'm body positive. I'm happy in my body, but that doesn't mean I like it. I don't have to like it. Unconditional love. And I'm going to give you the biggest example. Unconditional love. I unconditionally love my children. It doesn't matter what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're behaving. I will unconditionally love and be there for my children. But if they're behaving a certain way that I don't like, I don't have to like them. Absolutely. I get that. I don't have to like them. Right. I don't have to like their behavior. Do I still love them? Absolutely. And that goes the same with your self-worth and your body positivity. It's I love myself the way I am and who I am. And I can love myself right now, but I don't have to be happy with my weight. I don't have to be happy with my lifestyle. I don't have to be happy with the way that my life is going but I have to be happy with myself, right? And then when you start to change that mindset, because I'm an identity coach, so that's my bread and butter, is when you change that mindset and the way that you think and feel about yourself, that changes the outlook. That changes how you behave. That changes the choices that you make. That changes your motivation, your confidence. Excuse me, everything starts to change when you love yourself inside that's what starts to change i i agree with you 100 percent. but even when people um in in my other group um weight loss at pounds to go when we start i do my programs in there i i i kind of work most of them i don't tell them the how and everything but i help them get to a point where they're ready or if they're there they want something from me so my girlfriend said, you know, at our age, we grew up together. We were both skinny. Well, look at you and look at me. I said, well, if you want what I have, you have to do what I do. She drinks heavy. She smokes heavy. So I said, we're going away. You know, let's have some fun. She couldn't believe the amount of things that we ate. And when she still smoked, she still drank. But just that we just kept eating throughout the day. By the end of that time to away together, she had lost 10 pounds. But she wasn't going to make the shakes that I was making for her in the morning. She wasn't going to do the exercise. Couldn't get her out of bed in the morning. <laughs> but that's that's who she is. I'm not someone who's worried about being buff. I walk for my health, not, not to look a certain way. It's about me feeling good. And when they come to the group, the first thing I tell them is, okay, I know you want to lose weight, but... Let's work on your stress level because people don't realize that all those things have such an impact on your weight, the stress, the not drinking the water, your hormones. We're at different stages in our life. And I, I think that, you know, when you're 20 and you're 50, there's a big difference in what's going on in your hormones. And it's a natural process of life. So you have to learn to adjust. There are so many obesogens in our everyday environment. It's amazing that we're as healthy as we are. 
It really is. I mean, it, it's everywhere. It's, it's in the air. It's in the chemicals we use to clean our house. It's everywhere, Melissa. And that's the thing, though. We don't have to. I think people get overwhelmed when they think about body positivity and weight loss is they get overwhelmed with all the things they should be doing or that they think they have to do. And really, it's just changing your mindset about what your lifestyle looks like, right? And that doesn't mean you have to change everything and people get overwhelmed. They're like, well, I have to cut out this and I have to cut out. You don't. You don't. Um, you really my, don't. My older daughter is, is uh, you know, uh, overweight for her size and her age. And I keep telling her, like, if you want to change that, you need to do things differently, right? And that's with anything in life, with absolutely anything in life. If you want to change something, you need to change your behavior. You need to change your choices because you can't expect a different behavior or a different outcome by doing the same thing over and over again, right? I'm a smoker. I drink Pepsi. I eat whatever I want, whenever I want, Um, but I'm not active. I'm not physically active. And if I actually took the time to be physically active in my life, I would lose a good portion of my weight. Now, if on top of that, I decided, okay, well, I'm probably going to end up a diabetic by the time I'm 40. So I need to cut out all the sugar, right? And not all of it, but majority, I need to stop drinking Pepsi 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, and if I did that, I'd probably feel a lot better if, you know, not being on a sugar high 24 seven or, you know, there's so many different, and it's one thing at a time. It's not, you don't have to, at every moment of every day say, okay, I'm going to change this right now. It's, it's not all of them all at the same time. When you're hungry, you can't go to have a meal. That's when you say, okay, what, what are my options? Right. And you can pick a mod, like uh, a bunch of different options, right? If you're having a meal and you want to have, you know, a brownie with that meal, you can have a brownie with that meal, but make sure that you have a vegetable with that meal or a fruit with that meal or something else that's going to provide your body with healthy nutrients, right? Your mind, your body, your spirit, your energy, your emotions, it all comes down to a full-blown healthy lifestyle, right? And when we add all of that together, we create that, but it all begins with your mindset. It all begins with whether or not you feel body positive. It is really about habits too. And we are who we are. I mean, from the moment we wake up in the morning, I mean, I'll reach my coffee, you'll reach for your Pepsi. That's who we are. So that's so ingrained in our day. It's really, really hard to just like step away from that. And people have to learn to really be gentle with themselves. This is not the end of the world. If you have a brownie, I have brownies. Well, you know, I haven't made them in a while, but if I want a brownie, I have a brownie. I have ice cream every night. I love my chocolate. I wouldn't give that up for anybody, but it's, I eat well 80% of the time. And one diet is not for everybody. So, you know, if I sat down with someone, I couldn't tell them, well, you have to eat this, this, and this, because that's my lifestyle plan. I have to be able to build something for her that she can live with. And that's acceptable for her because everybody's different. Everybody's body has unique needs. So, I mean, I follow an anti-inflammatory diet. I've broken just about every bone in my body. 
I had really bad gut health because of the autoimmune. So that's what works for me. But I don't begin to presume that's going to work for everybody else. So I have to sit down and look at them and see, you know, oh, you, you want that sweet after every meal? Okay, what can we do? to really satisfy you that's going to be healthy too. I try to encourage healthy alternatives, but you can't change who people are at the core. They they like what they want and we want to enjoy life too. Yeah. So it shouldn't be about limitations and restrictions. And they're really selling one diet to everybody. Everybody's doing keto or everybody's doing this. And that's why it doesn't work because everybody is different. And they need something for them. I don't know. When in, when intermittent fasting became a thing, I had, I don't know how many people I had in my DMs about it all the time. I, I had at least two or three a week. And I asked them, I said, one, do you, what, what are your, you know, do you think it's for everybody? Right. And that, that's always my first question. Do you think it's for everybody? And they're like, well, yeah, it's a great thing. And I said, you know, if I did that, it would probably kill me. I, I'm not capable of doing intermittent fasting. I'm not capable of doing the keto diet. Both of those will make me violently ill. If I even keto is really not for women. It, it, it has more adverse effects in women. Ketos meant for men. It, it really actually most women gain weight on keto unless they do it with a health professional the right way. And the intermittent fasting, people get a little crazy. I would never go 16 hours without eating. Like I have fasted for like a day, but that's for my emotional health, not for my, my weight goals. But most people do intermittent fast. They stop eating at a certain time of night and then they don't eat for eight hours. So they're already doing basically an eight hour. But to do 16 hours, some people eat for a four hour window. That's crazy. I, and again, both of them have the same results. So when I'm asleep, I'll wake up with gut rot because I haven't eaten, right? Even though I'm, in bed sleeping by the time I wake up in the morning and and especially if I wake up earlier in the morning my stomach is screaming it's in pain I I feel like I haven't eaten in like a week now if I wake up and I don't have that I'm a very busy busy mom and entrepreneur right I have six businesses and and four kids and sometimes I just don't eat during the day, right? Sometimes I will forget or I get really caught up in meetings and I won't eat. And then I get to a point about usually within a four or five hour window, I have to eat at least every four hours. If I don't eat every four hours while I'm awake, especially if I'm doing anything that's physically, physically act, like um, physical activity, then I get violently ill, I go hypoglycemic. And the only thing that will quickly pull me out of that, and the only thing my body will accept to pull me out of that is carbs. Carbs are the only thing that will reverse that and it'll reverse Mm -hmm. it quickly. And then once it's done, I'm exhausted, exhausted. I will eat until I feel okay and then I'm exhausted. 
and I have to go lie down because I, again, I get nauseous, I get shakes, I get violently ill when I don't eat. And so for a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? I can't do any of that. And so with the weight loss community and, and this, this whole episode is body positivity and the weight loss community, right? Body positivity and weight loss don't go hand in hand. No, they absolutely do not because they're sending very mixed messages. Yes. You have to love your body where you are to get to where you want to go. If you don't, if you don't like it yeah, you can change it, but you have to love yourself regardless. Some people are really incapable of putting in um, the efforts to lose weight. Some people are. Some people just, they don't want to do the inner work. And there is inner work involved. So not everybody wants to lose weight too. And, and you have to leave them alone. This is their life. So if they're happy in their life, it's their choice. You know, you can't tell somebody it's okay to wear these big tires in their ears and and nose rings all over their body and then condemn somebody for for something else they're doing with their body. They should be able to express themselves in however way they want. So my concern is from a health aspect of it, because we've never had more diets in America and we've never had a higher incidence of obesity. And it is creating a culture, a diet culture that's really unhealthy. And it, it's having a large mental effects on our teens, women everywhere, depression, you know, women that are having babies, they expect their bodies to just go back, you know, and, and when it doesn't happen, you know, they, they, they get depressed and, you know, they feel uncomfortable in their skin or they feel like they're not who they used to be. And we have to stop making it acceptable to, to really be judgmental. We have to learn to be kind, you know, um, if you see someone that, that's, that's overweight or if they want to wear spandex and, you know, that don't fit or whatever their decision is that they're doing, do you really have to comment if it's not for you? Leave it alone. But people feel this obligation to just tell people what they need to do with it. <laughs> just out with it. You know, when I was overweight, people would tell me, you know, you you, you really should uh, go on a diet. Like, like I didn't somehow know what I look like. And why did they think that was acceptable? And that hurt. I have, what is it? The, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. There is, oh, my number one pet peeve. <laughs> Literally, if you want me raging, beyond raging hypocrisy. I cannot stand hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is something that drives me nuts. We are in a society right now that is promoting and speaking on and trying to promote um, self-expression, self-expression of gender, self-expression of sexuality, self-expression of identity and, you know, our clothing why are we constantly bringing up people's weight, what their, you know, their tattoos, their piercings, their all of this, right? There's so many different things that we point out 
But if we're trying to promote self-expression, if we're trying to promote, uh, you know, positivity of identity and positivity of body and mind and spirit and energy, and we're trying to promote that, why are we constantly on people's asses about what they look like, what they're wearing, what they're doing, their behavior, (laughs) who cares? Like, if, if we as a society just decided that I'm going to focus on how I feel about myself and not how I feel about everybody else, we would remove a lot of that angst, a lot of that anxiety, a lot of the shame and ridicule. That's one of the, that's one of the main reasons I created Just Alive TV and Women Supporting Women is because it has become such a blame, shame, ridicule, rejection, all of that. Like there's so many things we're doing and especially as women against women. I know you, you know, how many times breast is best. Um, you know, all of this postpartum depression, natural childbirth. Um, and that's just, that's just, you know, motherhood, you know, you walk into a mom's house and her house isn't clean oh, well, you know, you, you should really get on top of that. Why? (laughs) Why? Like, do you live here? No. Right. Body positivity is the same way. Not every two people are going to have the same body style. Not every two people are going to have the same clothing options or even opportunities. Right. There are people who can't afford to eat healthy. There are people who can't afford to go to the gym or work out. There are people who are so, you know, there are a lot of people and myself, excuse me, myself included, who wake up one day and all of a sudden you are massively overweight. I was that person. And it was just like, (laughs) I was that person. You didn't even know how to even get here. Yeah. Like you didn't even know how you got there. And it's like, I'm sitting there going, so I was looking at pictures and, and before this episode, I was looking at pictures this week and I was looking at pictures of after I had my youngest eight years, almost eight years ago. And I was looking at my pregnancy photos. And then I looked at a picture that I had, that, that we had had taken shortly after I had her and I was thinner then than I am now. And over the last two years, I've gone down to, I was 230 pounds when I had her. And then I went back down to about 200 and then I fluctuated between 200 and 220 for the last two years. I actually ended up going under 200 pounds for the first time in eight years. And then the pandemic hit and I, and I couldn't work because I can't wear a face mask at work and I couldn't work and I was stuck at home. So I wasn't doing any physical activity and I gained it all back again. So But it's not just that. I know when I feel good about myself, regardless of what I weigh, regardless of, you know, when I feel good, I am more motivated to be active. I am more motivated to eat healthy. I'm more motivated to listen to what my body is telling me, what my energy is telling me, what my, you know, if, if you have a lack of energy that it's, that's telling you something, right. That's telling you that you're missing something. Telling you, you you're missing something. That's your body telling you. And I don't think, I don't think enough 
people understand that it's not your weight. It's not the number of your weight. It's not the size of your, of your clothes. It's not, you know, how well you fit into those jeans or anybody else's opinion or, or statistic. It's what's my body telling me? You know what I mean? If you're happy and you're healthy in your body, no matter what size you are, whether you're skinny, whether you're overweight, doesn't matter. When you're happy, your body will tell you that. Oh. Yeah. So I just, your, your body is, is trying to tell you what you need and what you don't need. Absolutely. When I, when I approached it from a health point of view, it was so much easier, you know, um, but people have to judge people based on who they are as a character. I mean, we don't really have the right to judge anybody. If you're hiring someone and you're looking for a specific person with a specific skill, then you look for those attributes, those attributes. But a lot of times people aren't hired based on their appearance and, you know, they're not given the same roles because of how they look. And uh, that's not fair. So you, you can't really say, you know, oh, we're accepting a society and that everybody really needs to accept one another and then pick and choose what you choose to accept. Yeah. You know? But I think um, self-esteem is a, is a really big part of it. And honestly, I don't know anybody in the world that's walking around with 100% self-esteem. Everybody has fears. And I think the more that we start to look at each other's human side and see that people really do have feelings, maybe we will be kinder to one another. I, I mean, I don't understand why people talk to people the way they do or treat them the way they do, you know, or think that they have the right to say something about how someone looks. Now, friends are different. I mean, if I had lipstick on my teeth, I don't wear lipstick, but something like that, like, hey, aunt, you know, you got lipstick on your teeth or, you know, if, you know, you came out of the bathroom and you got toilet paper in your dress, then, then you expect your friends, people that you know and love to, to say but something to you because they... Not that you should be looking down, but even, you know, if you catch it, it's like, hey, you know, your barn doors open. Because you like, want to do the next best right thing, but yeah. not not to be evil or vindictive. And some people really get off on telling other people. And that says you tells you something about their character, because you only focus on other people when you don't want to look inside at yourself. You know, when you're trying to reflect attention there, it's because you're not happy inside. So you, you need to you need to look at that. But I don't know where this whole body positivity is going. I know that um, fat shaming has been around as long as I have. It started in the 60s. That's, those are my years. <laughs> so dating myself there. But um, it's been around for a really long time. The name has changed, but... People are who they are at their core, um, but it would be nice to see a little bit more kindness in the world and a, list, a, a lot less focus on 
the perfect body. I think the message should be to um, how to improve your health and your well-being because your your health is your mental, your physical, and your emotional. It's all of those things. Your spiritual, that's all your health. So you really need to encompass all of them. So even if you're in the skinniest body in the world and, and you're not emotionally okay or spiritually okay, then you're not totally well. well so we want to work on all of that. And I have, I have an example of that. I have somebody that I absolutely adore. I love this person dearly. And inside and out, they are the most compassionate, genuine, beautiful person I've ever met internally for themselves outwardly beautiful head to toe beautiful but has always focused on working out excessively um dieting excessively um not allowing um themselves to have the things that they're craving which would end up binging and then would feel horrible and disgusting and and all of that to the point where they absolutely hated themselves. That's so sad. Right? Like the, the, the exterior appearance was, was gorgeous, but the interior was filled with self-loathing and self-sabotage and the, the desire to become invisible. And that's your mentality. That's not, and, and that's, that right there is a story of proof that, what you look like on the outside means nothing on the inside. It means nothing. If you don't feel, if you don't feel good about yourself, it doesn't matter how thin you are. It doesn't matter how, uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether you like your body. If you don't feel like you like your body, nothing's going to change that. Right. A lot of people will come and say, I'll be happy when that doesn't work. That doesn't work. You have to focus on the now. For a long time, I mean, if we're, we're being honest, for a long time, I dressed myself up on the outside, what people saw, you know? Um, and I was dying on the inside. I was really struggling. You know, people in my family were sick and they were dying one by one. And I went to work every day and took care of other people's family, you know? And it was one right after another. And it just, um, but I was dying inside. And I, I just felt like I had to portray that I was okay. There were so many people counting on me. But I don't think those people would have loved me any less if I said, hey, you know, guys, I'm falling apart. Maybe they would have embraced me and helped me through it. You know, so, but inside, I didn't know that. And I kind of, I withdrew. And, and that's kind of when all that weight and stuff started. Yeah. Could you picture a nurse sitting outside ER with a cigarette hanging from a mouth, like 300 pounds telling people what to do with their health. It wasn't pretty, most. <laughs> and I'm smiling and laughing. It wasn't pretty. But if you were genuinely happy, it would have been. Yeah, but I wasn't genuinely happy. I went from being the first at the stat to needing a stat, you know? But, um, I think that we all go through things in our life and we get to places, you know, um, and, and I think that we just have to focus on where we're at and what we really want. You know, we're given a very short time here, you know, and 
what you choose to focus on is entirely up to up to you. You know, um, most of my family is dead. They're they're gone. There's only you know one. My sister's left. You know, so um, I mean we have cousins and stuff like that. But my close knit family, they're all gone. So we're already outliving them in our fifties. You know, they they died young. So. I'm doing this for my health and I, so that I could have a quality of life. Um, being in healthcare, I see people leave their family there and never come back. I don't want that to be me. I don't want somebody to have to help me change my diaper and stuff. So this is very selfish what I'm doing, you know, and this, this is for me, you know, so that's why I do what I do. And I try to help other people that want that. Not be, you know, I I can't tell them how to look on the outside. And you know what? Everybody doesn't look good at a size three. Everybody doesn't look good at a size five. You know, some people would look totally out of place. You know, <laughs> so it, it's it's up to them if that's what they choose to be. You know, I I knew that when this all started, when I was at my thinnest, I looked really gone. You know. And I didn't look healthy. And then I had to try to reverse the process. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, how do, how do I put them back, you know? So, but it, it's really about living and enjoying your life and being positive where you are now. And it's not just about weight. That goes for your career, your family, your life, what you're doing in all areas of your life, accepting where you're at and being okay with that. And then say, you know, if, if you want something different in your career, make those steps, make that plan and work towards it. Not for anybody else, but for yourself. I, um, I, I don't want anybody to think that they can't do something and you can achieve anything you want to. So the, the body positivity kind of sends two different messages. Like if it's your body, be happy in it. Um, but at the same token, it tells them, tells you you're stuck there, accept it, and you're not. So I don't want them to deflate someone's ability to be the best they can be, because you can be anything you want to be, but it is your choice what that is. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's the thing. 95% of our reality is cre- created by our choices, right? If you're not happy, that's your it's it's not a shame thing it's not a a situational or or anything else it's we create our our reality if you're in a situation that you don't like you have a choice with that it might not be an easy choice right losing weight is not easy usually is you know changing your mindset's not easy but there are ways to do it and there are people who can help you do it right it's body positivity is whatever body you're positive in it's it's creating a happy center and a a happy core knowing what your identity is and it's not your body right your body is just what's housing your identity it's housing your core the energy that's keeping you here and alive and allowing you to have a physical experience so we need to respect it. We need to respect ourselves. And and again, that all starts with your self-worth, your self-love, your beliefs about who you are within that body. The rest comes naturally. 
Yeah, it's it's a struggle. Even so many people struggle with mindset, though. You know, um, I mean, you you have to know this. You you can see it. Um, I I've heard you on talk shows where you talk to people about being an entrepreneur, and they have that imposter syndrome. Um, I struggled with that when I first was out there. I was, you know, um, I went back and, you know, figured I had to be a nutritionist or a holistic practitioner. I had all the knowledge I needed as a nurse. That was my mindset. It, it didn't make a difference to anybody else if I could help them. So, I, I mean, mindset's a big, big thing. You know, they say what you focus on grows. So you, <laughs> you want to focus on a lot of positivity. <laughs> so, thank you. I, I am a mindset expert, and I, that's not a conceit thing or a, or anything along those lines. It, it's, it's my passion. I, I have an innate ability to get in the mindset of anybody I talk to. I, I know when people are living in a victim mentality. I know when they're living in a, you know, negative mentality or a positive mentality or even a bypassing mentality. I know what creates those negative thoughts. I know, you know, I, I have the ability to get in and dig deep into your mindset that's not traumatizing, right? Um, I do do trauma work with people because it's easy for me to go in, access that trauma and change it, right? Um, your weight was a trauma, right? And the things that people said to you and the things that people, you know, uh, said to you while you were overweight, that's a trauma. But what you do with that trauma is you used it and you changed it. Instead of that being a negative memory, it's now a push forward. I don't want to be back there again, right? I you know, I love myself enough to know that I do need to make these changes. People don't understand that it is your mindset, again, that creates all of the changes and all of the reality that you face, minus the 5% life bus happenings. Because trust me, the life bus hits everybody. Um, it, it, doesn't <laughs> it shows up when you least expect it to. Those are the things we can't control, right? The the actions and behaviors and um, of other people. The you know somebody passing away, somebody you know. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that we can't control, but it's only five percent of our life. The rest of the ninety five percent of our life we can control, right? Even genetics, we may be genetically indisposed to being. Um, obese or overweight that or, or even you know excessively skinny but there are things we can learn to do to combat that right uh, absolutely that's my body type what what does my body need learning how to understand what your body is telling you you know speaking to a nutritionist and picking and choosing the things that work for you making sure that your mentality is such that you know, I'm ready to make this change and I'm ready to, to put some energy and motivation and focus on this. It's a 99, 95% of it comes down to our choices. Absolutely. It absolutely does. If you're not ready to make changes in any area of your life, it's, it's virtually impossible to do because you're really fighting yourself. It, it, you're creating a resistance in yourself and you either on that seesaw 
So you you really have to be ready. Otherwise, you're just going to teeter until until you are. I so I'm as I said, I'm an identity coach. That's one of my businesses. And in that business, I am very particular. I know that I can help people change their lives. I have no doubt about that. But I have to be absolutely particular who I work with and who I allow into that space. Because if you're not somebody who's ready to do the work and ready to put in that time and that effort, then what I do is not going to help you. You're going to stay where you are because you're not going to put in the effort or the work. I have very clear boundaries on that. And that's the thing, even even with yours, there are going to be people who come to you. I, I have to have boundaries. You have to have those boundaries. If you're not ready, we know whether you're ready or not. And if you're not seeing any change in your life, then you're not putting into place the changes that work for you. Yes. I have to be selective because there's so many people out there that really do want to help. That, you know, I would love to help everybody. The nurse in me wants to help everybody. The, you know, the person in me knows that that's just not possible. I'm one person. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time with people who really don't want it when there's people that really do. You know, I'll, I'll be there to help them and support them. But I really have to support and love up the people that really do want that because that's so much who I am so much who you are as a life coach you know that you know and i i know that if if i wasn't ready it would have never worked it, it wouldn't have mattered who was doing it with me they could have been the best in the business i wouldn't have listened you know so yep and that's you know when when you have somebody who not always, <laughs> not always, but when you have somebody who has negative reviews, it's either because there was a misunderstanding or generally it's because the person didn't pay attention or didn't do the work or didn't, you know, put that effort in. Um, I've had clients of my own at, at the very beginning who, you know, didn't see any transformation. And at the same time, it's, it's now... I don't even know how to how to do that. So sorry, I had to block somebody on on YouTube. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, you've had to have experiences where you've worked with friends, and because they're your friend, they expect you to go above and beyond, but they don't put in the effort. And um, so. I mean, if I could give away everything that I've created, I would because I want people to have the best just like you. I mean, you're here day after day showing up to help women. So you get you get this. So but it, then they don't appreciate it and they don't do the work. So, I mean, I've had that experience, too. And then they, then they get, they're mad at me. Like it's somehow my fault. I, yeah. you know, it's. Even, and I can even use the show as an example. So I, I, like you said, I show up to the show Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time every week. And I very, there, there's only a handful of things and not even a handful of things that I ask of my co-hosts or my guest speakers or my guest bloggers. And 
the three things that I ask are number one, show up. I have very strong boundaries on the level of commitment for the show. And if I don't feel like you're committed to the show, I will cancel your episode. It's just, I have to, right? Because I don't want to be left that day or even the week before going, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, I do have a list of people who will come in and talk with me if I need it. But if I've already put out the advertisement and I've already put out all the stuff for the episode, that's harsh, right? Um, That's a lack of commitment. If I have somebody who reschedules a pre-screening three or four times, you're not coming on the show. That automatic guarantee. If you reschedule multiple times, it's not going to happen. Um, the other one is I ask every one of my co-hosts and guest speakers to like, and follow the show right on, on their social media platforms and like, and follow to or share, sorry, with their own audience. And the amount of people who haven't done that is actually staggering, um, to know just how many I shared. I know. I did. I told everybody I was coming too. I said, I'm coming. You better watch. <laughs> but there are people who haven't. And and you know what? There is definitely a lack of there's a lack of commitment, not just in the coaching world, but in, in everything, right? And I'm a very firm believer that, you know, stuff happens. And you know, I I have people in my life who it's been one thing after another that's happened and to the point where it's almost unbelievable. And I've even been there where it's one thing after another. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. This happened, this happened, this happened. And then it's like, oh, you know, I wonder if they actually believe me at this point. Like, you know, but life happens. And that's what happens when you get hit by the life bus. And but you have to make choices and being body positive, being, you know, somebody who wants to make a change in your life, you have to take that responsibility and hold yourself accountable for it. And again, body positivity starts with, you know, knowing and loving who you are, not what you look like. And that comes down to mindset. For me, it comes down to mindset. Absolutely. It took me a long time to get there. I, I had to write messages for myself every morning on the on the mirror. You're worth this. You deserve that. And it was a long time before it really sunk in. And I, you know, I grew up, I mean, my mother loved us more. We had more love than we had anything else. You know, um, there was no reason why I should have had those feelings, but I did. I, I don't know where it came from, but it does. It's in all of us somewhere or another. It's in some area. You know, I was successful in my career. I had a great marriage, but I still didn't feel good inside. So school and society. Yeah. I'll be doing an episode on that shortly on school and society because school is school expects perfection. And you're, you know, you're allowed to make mistakes, but in school, you are graded on absolutely everything. You're graded on your skills, you're graded on your tests, you're graded on your language, on your speaking, on your fine and gross motor skills. You are in nursery and preschool, you are graded on whether or not you can color between the lines. 
We are conditioned from the time we're born to do better, to expect perfection within ourselves. And if we don't have that, we're worthless. You know, somebody who gets a, you know, an A plus student or an A student will get the awards. They'll get the commendation. They'll go, good job. That was awesome. Right. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. They absolutely do. But throughout our entire schooling, we are applauded for being better than everybody else. And in the long run, that's not okay. We have sports, we have extracurricular activities. We have, you know, if you're in gymnastics or dance or soccer or hockey or any extracurricular to curricular activities growing up, you are expected to provide perfection. And if you don't, you either get hurt, you don't get the I didn't get hurt. I played pretty good. (laughs) And like, there's so many different things that we are expected to be perfect at. And it's, and I'm not trying to say to take all of those things away, I think there needs to be a different way that we, you know, and then you've got social media, especially for the younger generation. Now you've got social media, you've got TikTok, you've got, you know, there's a woman on TikTok who is body positive. She is overweight. And then I've seen others that are very skinny. They're talking about body positivity. And then you get comment after comment after comment. I just blocked a guy, as I said, a few minutes ago on feet on YouTube who's commenting on our live stream commented the other day on our live stream about, you know, thick chicks and cushion for the pushing literally his comments. And oh my God, I I blocked him because that's, it's not okay. Like you don't need to make comments like that. You know, you can like what you like. You can not like something you, but you don't need to share that everywhere. Right. We don't need to make everything about, judgment and ridicule and shame and a lot of competition out there and i think that it's instilled in us from a very young age with the do better you know from like you said grammar school you know to that you you're not doing as well so they pit you you know that they create a competition you know and creates anger you know because that child that's not doing as well wants that attention So they might turn around and bully someone in another area because, you know, so there's a lot of animosity that's created. Maybe they feel that it's unintentional, but it happens. And and it kind of halts development in our children in a a way that we want to nurture them. It kind of halts that. We want to nurture and support our children of society today. And I don't really think that's happening. If we, and, and I've known companies to do this and, and I'll, I'll, I'll advocate for this throughout all of my platforms, but if we did something where everybody is commended for their individual skills, for their individuality, their identity, their, you know, um, what they're good at, right? You go to school, not everybody's going to be good at math. I hated math. And the only reason I hated <laughs> math was because I had, I think it was, I can't remember what her name was. I want to say like Mrs. Hebert or something. And if you didn't know your times table like that, and literally she would stand out of the classroom going like this. If you, we had 
I think we got her fired shortly after this or, or something happened shortly <laughs> after this because we got a new teacher, but um, it was grade four. We had a Halloween party and I'm standing outside the classroom with about five of my peers and she's asking us our times table and she's literally going like this while the Halloween party is on in the classroom. And if you couldn't answer it, you weren't allowed in. We had to sit outside the room because we couldn't do our, our times table at the snap of a finger. To this day, and I've, I've shared this message before, to this day, I was playing cards with my husband and my son, and they started laughing about math. And I, I was having trouble figuring out the math because I don't like math. I haven't since, since I was in that, in that situation. And they're like, seriously, you can't figure that out. And as soon as they said it, as soon as they said it, my mind went completely blank and I was instantly in a rage because I felt stupid. I felt unworthy. I felt stupid. I felt unable to even calculate simple addition and subtraction because my mind went completely blank at that point. I was incapable of doing anything. And I, wow. I lashed out and I snapped. And it was because of that, that situation, that trauma that I had. And I, I worked through it. As soon as I, I, I identified it, I worked through it. I had a conversation with them and explained that to them, that that was, you know, a trigger of mine, why it was a trigger yeah. of mine. And I dealt with it. And, but that is what happens. Even though I've dealt with it, when I'm put on the spot, my mind will blank because I need time to process. I need time. And I've always been that way. I need time to process what I want to say, process how I feel, process. I'm very analytical. So I, you give me one scenario, I will give you 50 different outcomes. I'm, I'm that type of person. So I have to process. And when I'm, I'm not the same favorite, way, like with speaking engagements, and stuff like that, I feel like my tongue gets twisted in my mouth because my thoughts are going so much faster sometimes than my mouth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it creates like, um, I, I don't know, like a tick in my mouth. I'm trying to talk and I can't, like my mouth gets twisted. I know what I want to say. It just doesn't come out my mouth the yeah. same way that I'm thinking it. But that's the thing is teaching people that, right? If I now, if I'm playing cards with my husband and my son and they ask me to do simple math, I'll say, okay, give me a minute. <laughs> I, I just need a minute to figure it out. I have to take a minute and calm myself down, right? Because I'm put on the spot. I have to calm myself down and think it through. Or I have to walk away for a minute, go for a cigarette, have a drink of water, whatever that may be, and have that calm time to figure it out and allow myself to process it. But because I know I need time to process things, I ask for that time. So instead of getting angry or feeling stupid or anything along those lines, I ask for that, right? Or I require that or request that or however it may look. Body positivity is the same thing, right? If, if you know that there's something that you, you know, any skill set and your mindset is a skill set. Focus Absolutely. on your strengths. Absolutely. Right? Focus on your strengths. 
Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't work on the things that you need to work on, just like I worked on my trigger of math. You work on it and you say, okay, I'm, I struggle with that and that's okay. I, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not guilty or shameful of that or anything, but this is what I need to, to continue. And you ask for that and you require it and people should respect that. They shouldn't make people feel so cornered. You should be able to, I, I think that there's a basic cutoff in, in people in general with communication. If I need a time out, you know, if, you know, and this is even in my marriage, if my husband comes in, I go like this and I've done this before on meetings and they're probably like, what is she doing over there? If I need a time out or I'm busy, they should understand that, or I should be able to communicate that to them and say, listen, this is what I need from me. And we should be able to do that with one another, just yep. like you, like, you know, this worked for you and you were able to communicate that. Didn't you feel better that you had that time? Mm-hmm. What a difference that makes. Yeah. And it, and it changes the intention too, right? They weren't intending for me to feel that way, but because that's how I felt, you automatically assume that they're making that intention, but they didn't do anything wrong, Hmm. right? Them pointing out that I was struggling to do simple math wasn't an issue. It was, they didn't realize that I was struggling to do it, right? They thought it was a joke or that my mind was just going blonde moment or, and I am blonde, so I can say that. Um, you know, gray now. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I was having a blonde moment or a brain fart or whatever it was, but you know, when I expressed that, you know, that makes me feel a certain way because it sets the intention, right? It changes the intention. They're not just because somebody says something to you or mentions your weight, their intention may not actually be to hurt your feelings or to trigger you because they don't know what your triggers are. They might just be saying, Hey, you know, I've noticed this. Can I help you? You know, if it's something that you don't want them mentioning, you have to vocalize that communication is a two way street. If somebody is saying something that's hurtful to you, they might not even know it. You have to communicate that and say, you know what you saying that or you pointing that out that doesn't really help me. I know that I'm this way and and I and I appreciate your care and concern, but you know what? I, I need to be ready to, to change on my own pace. And, and I'd really appreciate you just not bringing it up, right? If until I'm ready and have that conversation. That, yeah, that, that works. Well, for what I do, because I do help people in the weight loss space, for, for people that you know, that works. I couldn't go, go. I mean, could you imagine me going up to someone in the subway in New York city and saying, Hey, can I, can I help you? I noticed that people wouldn't take, you know, so, and they'd be, they'd have a right to be upset, you know, um, because it's really none of my business. If I'm not invited in to help, then I really need to mind my own business. Yeah. Right. Because it is, it is their body. And family and friends more. Oh, yeah. My family can say whatever they want to me, you know, yeah. so. Uh, all right. And they do. And they do. <laughs> they all. <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything you'd like to add before we get going? 
No, I'm just really glad to be here. I love your show. I love what you're doing. Kudos to you. I think I think it's great. I think you're inspiring a lot, a lot of people to be stronger and to go after their dreams. Um, I don't know if you've told everybody that you have like six things going on at once. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be a basket case. You know, I, I'm, you know, I work full time as a nurse and and then I coach, you know, and I do the nutrition. So I, I mean, that's all, that's a handful and that's not nearly as much as what you're doing. So yeah, God bless you, girl. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And we're just trying, I'm just trying to hold space for people to feel included, to feel like they have options and opportunities to feel, you know, the self-love and, you know, create an identity and be able to express themselves in any way that works for them. And that's what the show is all about. So body positivity is definitely one of those things. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for joining me. I really appreciated you. your time. And yeah, I thank you I'm, so much. You're very welcome. Okay, just let me then. know when your next project comes up. I your next will. project. Don't say anything though. Um, I will. <laughs> there's something very exciting coming, but I I'm not at liberty to share at the moment. Um, so look for that. For anybody watching or catching the replay, thank you for watching. Um, this episode has been brought to you by. Pounds to Go, which is offering you a guide to the seven habits to kickstart your weight loss and how to actually keep it off for good. So that link is in the description of this video or podcast or however you are <laughs> joining this, this uh, episode. Go and check that out link in the description. If you would like to get in touch with either myself or Andra, you can do so. Our links are in the description as well. If you would like to be a guest co-host, a guest speaker, or a guest blogger, or if you'd like to see a topic featured on the show, please feel free to reach out to us at justalivetv.com. We will be opening a membership platform on justalivetv.com shortly where you can come in, converse with us about the shows, about what's going on, and just build a community of inclusivity, judgment-free, safe space for all of us to be who we are meant to be. Um, I am your host, Melissa Crutchler, and I wish you a very wonderful afternoon, a very good weekend, uh, depending on when you're watching this, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>